Welcome Amazonians to another great episode of Amazonian Talk. Just a few quick things. We are not here to bash men or women. We are simply stating our opinions and our experiences. If you feel offended on more than one occasion, then this may not be the podcast for you. We ask that you don't leave or call in with discriminatory or rude comments. If you didn't think about what you were going to say first, then it's probably not wise to say it at all. Remember, if you are calling in to participate in the show, then you are giving us consent to record your voice. All right, so now that we got that disclaimer out of the way, let's get to it and talk about it with your host, Winter Blaze and Violet Cruz. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another great episode of Amazonian Talk. We have a special guest here today. No, I'm just staring at you, Violet. That's all. (laughs) Just staring at you. That's it. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm checking levels still. Anyway, um, I want to welcome to our show our special guest. She is a best-selling author, a Sora to many, including myself. She helps support the Red My Lips, which brings awareness against sexual assault and abuse. And best of all, she is a mental health professional with her own practice, TY Mental Health Consulting. Welcome, Dr. Tiffany Young. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. So we have lots of great questions for her today. And this is to help you guys, Amazonians, to understand that we need a little balance in our lives. And everything can't always be on 100. We just need to take it slow, take a deep breath, relax, come back, collect, whatever you want to call it. Relax, relate. Release. All right, now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember which episode we did that one in, but yes. That is familiar, yeah. Yes, because <laughs> I believe last, next week's episode is getting a grip, and last week was what I desire matter. Does what I desire matter? Yeah. So we're going to make sure y'all understand everything, okay? So the first question that we want to ask our guest is... Um, before we get started, is just tell us a little bit about what you do and how our Amazonians can find you. So I am a licensed mental health professional um, in Dallas, Texas, and um, I do have a private practice, TY Mental Health Consulting. Also, the therapy shop is a group practice where students and interns do come to learn um, the mental health field. Um, I'm also the owner of the Black Therapist brand that helps the Black therapists live out loud. Um, There are not enough black mental health professionals. Mm -hmm. And so um, I thought that um, it was important for black therapists to have a safe space uh, to learn and to grow and to um, promote black mental health just out loud and unapologetically. Um, You can find me on all social media at TY Mental Health Consulting and at um, drtlyoung.com. Sounds good. That was a, that was a good. Um, That's like succinct to the point. Yes, <laughs> I mean just perfect. Very. She get interviewed a lot. That's yes. a very good. She's that is a professional answer. Yes, yes. in one minute. Answer. In one minute. Well, <laughs> I would have been like, uh, I'm on Facebook. <laughs> and what is it? Now I do something else. <laughs> that is it. And speaking of that other um, thing, what is one thing you wish you would have known when you began your career? Hmm. Ooh. Um, that there aren't enough black mental health professionals in the field. And, um, I would be full a lot. (laughs) Um, So many, um, so many people are out there looking for someone who understands their journey, someone who it looks like them, um, can collaborate with them on what's going on. And so, um, 
that's probably one thing I wish I would have known. Um, also, the business aspect of mental health. Um, that's, they don't teach us that in school. So we kind of learn, mm-hmm. you know, the skills mm-hmm. <laughs> to be a counselor, but they don't teach us business. So we kind of just fumble through it as we mm-hmm. go along. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't think about that, the, the business yeah. side of you think about you think about okay <clears throat> how how do I help people how do I help people how do I keep myself in business right, <laughs> right. how do I keep that my is, doors open right yeah. right mm-hmm. wow I would have never thought about yeah. that yep that that's probably good to know and it's probably I love the point um, that there aren't enough black mm-hmm. professionals out there because I think the more personalized the the product is like you know if you're just buying shoes or whatever you can buy shoes from anybody mm-hmm. but when you're talking about your mental health. You want to be looking at and talking to someone who looks like you and looks like right, they've gone right. through some of the things that right, you've gone through. Right. So. Especially in a time like, you know, what we're going through right now. So Absolutely. Yeah. Very well. I just, I don't know why it's mind-blowing to me, but it, it, it is like they don't teach you how to be sustainable or to start. Mm-hmm. They give you the tools for what you're doing, but not to maintain or to start. Like just and I, I guess maybe the thought is that what you would do, you'd, you'd get trained um, uh, in working in, the, in mental health and then you'd join a practice mm-hmm. and then you'd mm-hmm. be focused on your practice and then maybe pick up some things as you go along mm-hmm. through the practice as to the business element before you're ready to break out on your own. So maybe that's their thought. Maybe, that, yeah, that you'll that, join, not yeah. try to start your own. Yeah, that's what right. I was about to ask. Um yeah, I skipped that part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Was it hard um, starting your own practice? Yeah, so I've started a practice three times, actually. Oh. And so this is my third go around um, with having a private practice just because, you know, I'm a different type of person and I have a lot of ambition and a lot of goals. And so um, mental health and, and practice hasn't always been the thing that I've wanted to do. So I'm a very um, highly sought after speaker. And that's really my, the main focus of uh, TY Mental Health Consulting is just me, Dr. Young, Tiffany, the brand. And then so now I've broken off into the therapy shop, which is, um, again, a place where interns come and grow and learn. But that is the actual private practice piece of my business. Okay. So, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Where have you, where have you uh, had the opportunity to speak? Oh my God. So many places (laughs) Um, (laughs) in the corporate world. um, I've spoken at um, the American um, emergency medical field, Mm -hmm. um, the doctor's uh, place where they get support and help and things like that. Um, I've spoken at so many schools, nonprofits. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. Now she can add Amazonian talk. I right. Can. Yeah, I've been on podcasts and done yes. all of that. But yeah. So speaking of um, having to restart three times, so what um, would you consider one of your biggest failures and what did you learn from it? Um, well, that's interesting because I really don't see failures. I see just opportunities mm-hmm. um, to grow and to change. Um, but I think one of my biggest opportunities is just understanding that I don't have to have it all together all the time. Um, growing up, that was just, you know, you're, you're just, you are put together, right? Mm-hmm. And so you present yourself in a certain way, certain aspect. Um, I've always been a high achiever, um, but there are some things, of course, that I can't do. I'm not perfect. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I, I think that's yeah. been my biggest curve is just understanding I don't have to be on all the time um, because I, I do tend to be kind of Dr. Young all the time. So just learning not to be on all the time. I can be Tiffany sometimes. 
So, <laughs> so is that something that you've learned through experience or do you have like a mentor or a go-to person that you look to and, and that kind of helps guide you or how did you, how did you get to that point where you realize you could be Tiffany sometimes? Um, just, it's, it's stressful <laughs> being on all the time is stressful. Um, but I do have many mentors. Um, one of my, my LPC supervisor, my former LPC supervisor, uh, Dr. Tanisha Guy is someone that I look up to very much. And, um, so she, um, is the reason I am who I am. I mean, she's the it's reason I, she's the reason I went to, um, got my doctorate and, and started a practice and all that kind of stuff. And, um, so she was really a big help to me, but just through experience, just go, growing through life and, you know, turning 30 and understanding all these different things. And now I'm 35 and I'm still understanding, you know, mm-hmm. just more things about just life in general. Yeah. You know, so um, I think my college years were just like, you know, for lack of a better word, um, just shit show. It really was like just. <laughs> Just figuring things out, just trying to survive, not even day to day, minute to minute uh-huh. <laughs> in uh-huh. college. And, you know, I wasn't, you know, I haven't been popular my whole entire life. So, you know, it's just, you know, it is what it is. So. Which, you know, I mean, even though there isn't a class on this in college about how to survive minute to minute, uh-huh. that is something that you will use your entire life. It truly is. Every time. <laughs> I mean, you know any kind of ups and downs or whatever. So, uh, no, you were learning what you were supposed to learn yeah. for yeah. your life skills portion. Yeah. Okay. No, that, yeah. that, that is perfect. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, it, I think it's reassuring. It's reassuring to me. I'll, I'll speak for myself, but mm-hmm. I'm sure it's reassuring to some of our listeners too. Like, Oh yeah, I was like that too. Mm-hmm. College was, Oh God, I don't even <laughs> want to think about college. Oh, no, right. <laughs> you know? What did I learn? What right. did I pay for? Right. right. <laughs> I was trying to get out of there as fast as I could. <laughs> I hear you. Oh my goodness. I hear you. That is. And, and I love, I also like that, that, that mentality or, or that, that, the phrase that you use that you don't think of it as failures, that, yes, that they're like opportunities that, that, that mm-hmm. is, um, I was just telling, uh, winter before the show started, I was like, this is one of my favorite questions to ask, ask people is, um, and I'll, I'll normally say, what's your favorite mistake? Mm-hmm. What is, what is your, because so often, especially when you're talking to women, there are so many areas where you're being a trailblazer and where you're walking in uncharted territory. And so you're not going to always get it right every single time. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for some of the mistakes that you made, you probably wouldn't end up where you are right, right now. Right. So, so I love that, that, that mentality that it's not failures, it's opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So that brings me to the next question. Um, because I'm a firm believer of that, which is why I left failures in there, because I don't think of them as failures as well. Because, I mean, obviously you're going to have to do something in a different manner in order to learn that wasn't the right manner. Right. So um, speaking of that, so in your profession or your field that you work in, what are some of the myths that you would like to debunk? Ooh. so... um Having a mental health disorder, number one, does not mean you're crazy, does not mean that there's something wrong with you. So a lot of people come to us or don't come to us <laughs> because they feel like a label is going to be placed on them. And one of the things that I pride myself on is not diagnosing. Um, if there's no need to diagnose, there's no need to diagnose. I mean, you just 
just because someone is having a rough day doesn't mean that they're depressed or that they have anxiety. Um, just they're having a rough day. Yeah. <laughs> and, yes. you know, yes. mental health professionals are not just for severe mental illness. I've worked in that side and I still work on that side as well um, in my regular day job. But uh, mental health professionals are also just to talk things out with, you know. So we're just there to to have a listening ear and we're kind of different than your friends. Right. So a lot of, I guess the second myth is that you're just paying for a friend, right? (laughs) (laughs) Which which you're not, you're not paying for a friend. You're paying for someone who has the skills to walk with you through a journey to get you to the other side of that journey. Um, So um, that's the second myth. The next myth is that we are just trying to take your money, which, you know, is not not true at all. We are charging what we're worth. And the same mm-hmm. thing that you would go to a doctor's office, you would go to a surgeon. I mean, you're going to pay for that. If you're if if something's wrong with your heart, you're going to pay a heart surgeon for that. Well, if something's right. wrong with your brain, you pay a mental health professional to, to take care of that. So. You know, kind of on that same that same token, I'm glad that you made that the analogy between the two. Um you're encouraged to go to the dentist twice a year. Mm-hmm. You're encouraged to get a physical once a year. Mm-hmm. I guess, do you see mental health as right up there with that, that you're, um, it would be helpful to just get a mental checkup every once in a while, whether it's once a year, once, whether it's twice a year, or what have you? Do you think it should be publicized just as much as we do with our bodies and with um, with our teeth, <laughs> our eyes, yeah, hearing? I, I definitely do, because I think... To your point, I think another myth is that mental health is just the secret. Like mm-hmm. you can't tell anybody that you're seeing a therapist. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, because we we're, we all have ethics and things like that in our fields. And, you know, we're supposed to we have to hold your confidentiality and everything like that. But my clients, they, they have no chill. They'll see me in Walmart. Dr. Young! Dr. Young! Hey, this is my therapist. This is my therapist. I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> but they, I mean, it, it should be that normal to mm-hmm. where if I see my doctor out in the out in the community I should be able to speak to them and say hi it should be just the same I mean mental health shouldn't be this big issue it's just it just is what it is we all deal with mental health every day and mental health is not synonymous with mental illness those are two different words right Mm -hmm. so mental illness is actually an illness of the mind Mm -hmm. and mental health are those things we do daily to maintain our mental and emotional health, same as physical health. So you exercise every single day or, okay, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm like, no, we're well, not going to go I'm not there. No. But I want you, Dr. Right. Young, to um, say that again, the difference between those two, because I don't think a lot of people know. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so men- mental health and mental illness, a lot of people use those words um, synonymously, like they're the same thing, but they are different. So mental illness is actually someone who is diagnosed with a mental health disorder or illness of the mind. That's pretty much what it is. And then mental health are those things that we do every single day to take care of our mental and emotional health, same as our physical health, whether you eat right, whether you exercise, whether you uh, go to the doctor for a physical, those are the things you do to take care of your physical health. So same thing with mental health. Y'all listening, Amazonians? Right? I mean, and besides, schooled us. forgive me, yes. isn't it trendy to have a therapist? I mean, isn't that like the Hollywood thing to do oh to have a, <laughs> have a therapist? It drives me crazy. <laughs> it drives me nuts. Like, I hate that. I'm, I'm glad that more people are talking about it, uh-huh. but I, I hate that it's becoming a 
trendy thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 very serious. It's it's a serious concern when people have serious mental health disorders. Yeah. You know, you talk about Kanye West and they talk about his mental health disorders. That's a serious thing, and that's not something that should be on trend. Um, the other thing is, you know, don't wait till your favorite celebrity says. I'm seeing a therapist for you to go see a therapist. Mm -hmm. You know, there are so many, I know myself included are on social media every single day talking about mental health. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not until your favorite celebrity says something about it that you you jump on board. And that drives me insane. (laughs) You have to have an influence in order to check up on yourself. Yeah. So again, that brings us back to balance and that it's okay to say that you're not okay. And I'm a big advocate of, um, of expressing and making people express to me when I ask you, how are you doing? I expect you to tell me how you are doing, not just, "Eh, okay, I'm Mm -hmm. fine today. No, why are you fine or why are you not fine or why is today just okay and not great? Because we, we are in the habit of just compartmentalizing things and then we go about about our day and then all of a sudden we don't know why we're mad at the fried chicken. We just mad. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we yeah. you know we have to um, break that down and t- talk to our friends, talk to our spouses talk to our therapist and truly explain how you feel that way you can work on what's going on inside you or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. So yes. And speaking of speaking to your therapist in Walmart or target or wherever you are at, uh-huh. do you have that, that one patient that inspired you um, or a certain case that really inspired you? Um, I mean, all of my clients um, inspire me there because I when I see them when we're in a session and I see them get it. Oh, it makes me happy. I'm like, she finally got it. Right? <laughs> she finally because it's hard to break through, especially when you're an adult. I see mostly black women who have anxiety, trauma, crisis issues. That's my mm-hmm. specialty. And so when you have someone that is ingrained in their ways and, you know, as adults, we are stuck in our ways. We're going to mm-hmm. do what we want to do, how we want to do it. And some of those things, especially when you've experienced trauma, you get stuck in a, a in a space where you can't get out of because um, of the trauma that you've dealt with. And so those ideals that you're not good enough or you're worth nothing thing they get ingrained in you because mm-hmm. of the trauma but when I see a client finally break through that it, it it's just I, I love it it's amazing and so that's why I keep doing what I'm doing so even if I get that rough client that like girl I done told you 50 times <laughs> to leave this man <laughs> you know when she finally gets it it's like you know, I just want to cheer for them, right? Yeah. Because you finally, you're, you're on a right path to uncovering your trauma and moving past it, right? Mm-hmm. And um, being able to speak to or, or tell me, even when they come to my session, they tell me, Dr. Young, guess what I did? You know, I did XYZ. I'm like, great. <laughs> you know, you <laughs> used what I told you. Right. Wonderful, cool. right? Because, you know, in speaking to that, anybody can go to a therapist. You can come sit in my chair and, and talk to me, you know, all day long and spend, you know, your money to come and see me. But if you don't use the tools, mm-hmm. then there's no point in you coming <laughs> to see me. Then you're just wasting your money because it's not the therapist doing the work. Mm-hmm. It's you doing the work. And right. we're just along for the journey. 
to help guide you with our tools and our tricks. And some people say our, our therapist mind games, <laughs> you know, so we're just there for the ride, but it's really you doing the work. So if you don't want to change, therapy is not going to work for you. Right. So oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Some yeah. people will go to therapy and they'll say, oh, that didn't work. I, I've seen 10 therapists. And my first question is, what did you do yeah. in therapy? Yeah. Mm. Did you try? Did you try? Yeah. Right. Mm. Did you commit to something? <clears throat> right. Yeah. Mm. And so I'm curious because something you said, you said when they when they have that aha moment or that that I call it light bulb, mm-hmm. light bulb. Mm-hmm. When you have that light bulb moment. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> when you. um uh it reminds me of like when I go back to my mom and I say, Hey mom, you know what? Actually, I remember what you said and you were right. And da, 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 da. So I wonder being a mother, does that help you in your practice? Does that kind of get ingrained in kind of how you see things and how you perceive things and how you um, conduct advice or, or materials? It's not strictly um, out of the medical books. It, the, the, does being a mother play into that a little bit more? Um, kind of, sort of, but, uh, you know, my professional self is very different from my personal self. Mm-hmm. And so I try to keep the two separate. It's hard, you know, people always say, you know, I'm therapizing them. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I try to keep it separate, but just my experiences um, have helped me to teach other people how not to do the things that I've done or how I've gotten through the things that I've gotten through. Um, I have a nine-year-old and so, you know, I see her going through the things that she's going through growing up and, and, you know, with social life and it's hard not to try to rescue her because, you know, I'm a therapist, so let me help you with your feelings, but (laughs) she has to, she has to go through that piece in order to, to become who she's going to become. So kind of, sort of, but not really, because I I really try to keep my personal and professional separate. Gotcha. Hmm. You also mentioned that um, you see a lot of black African-American women, right? Mm-hmm. Um, are th- is it true that the black African-American community, black, did I say it right? I think I got tongue twisted. Right. <laughs> Goodness Tongue-tied. gracious. Tongue-tied. Tongue-tied. <laughs> yes. Um, is it, I guess, do you see that more of those type of communities um, not wanting to seek therapy and why? Yes. uh, So that's still a big, a big issue. We have a still have a big stigma in the black community of therapy of mental health in general. Um, There's a lot of reasons why number one um, goes back to our um, ancestors and not the trusting of the mental trusting of the medical profession in Mm -hmm. general. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, there was a lot of, of course, you know, studies done on us that weren't, uh, you know, appropriate and and things like that. Um, The other thing is uh, finances as well that, you know, Therapy can can be expensive. It it can. I I you know can admit that. But there are you know insurance and things like that. That if you know I'm not the therapist for you, then there's definitely another resource for you. Um. Also the the fact that we're taught that what happens in this house stays in this Ooh, house. Nice. I don't um, like that. One. Yeah, yeah. What happens in this house stays in this house. And um you know, pray about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, I'm a Christian before anything. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying prayers is not a good thing. But um, the Lord did give us people like myself who went to schools and be smart <laughs> to help you <laughs> with that as well. And so um, I, I think those are the main things is that, you know, our, our culture growing up um, kind of shaped our views of mental health in general. You know what, and and I won't, I won't lie. Um, I think it was maybe 
two or three months ago, I went to my uh, husband mm -hmm. and, and I, it, it took a whole lot for me to even go to him then. And I was like, um, you know, babe, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't feel well, mm -hmm. not physically. I don't feel well. I'm, I'm having all these anxiety attacks and it's because of all the pressure and stuff that we're going through right now. I was like, I'm, I'm not, and I was terrified to tell him. Mm -hmm. I mean, down to my my core, yeah. I was like, he's gonna think I'm crazy. He's gonna write me off. Da, 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 da. But I was like, I'm, I'm I think I, I need to see somebody. I need to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. And my husband, being my husband, I love him. Okay, Ooh, <laughs> that's it. I'm like, I'm like twiddling my thumbs, and I'm like looking like, down, and I'm like, uh, are you listening? I, I think I need to talk <laughs> to somebody, and he just okay, I'm like uh. Okay, well, then I'm going to do it. Okay. <laughs> like, and I, I think maybe we kind of build those blockers up in our minds, too, that if I, if I do reach out to someone, they're going to think a certain way about me or mm -hmm. they're going to respond a certain way or maybe not treat me the same anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, th those are probably stigmas that, that we, need to, we need to break down because everybody has issues. Right. Yeah. So, right. so yeah, right there. I mean, I, I was one of those black women who was like, I am so afraid to tell anybody that I'm thinking anything mm -hmm. like this because they're going to think I'm crazy mm -hmm. and lock me in the basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, you bring up a good point. That's another stigma as well that, you know, when you go to see a mental health professional, we are going to lock you up and, you know, give you drugs and all, and that's, you know, there's, there's certain, there's different levels of, mm -hmm. of mental health professionals. And when you go to a counselor in the community, you know, we're just there to, again, listen and hear what you're having to say and give you the tools that you need. So we don't, don't even have the authority to just you know to lock people up but there are there are levels there are there is inpatient psychiatry and some people need that and so it's hard to you know battle those stigmas when people are saying well you don't need that stuff well mm -hmm. you don't know what somebody needs so right. you wouldn't tell somebody who had a heart attack that what they didn't need right so don't tell people who are experiencing or need some extra help what they don't need tell them to see a professional and we will tell them what they right. need right chemical and balances and things like that. Um, so she, Dr. Young mentioned psychiatrists. A lot of people do not know the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe I've asked you, I know you're a mental health professional. Mm -hmm. So is that different from a psychologist? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you want me to break it down? Yes. Please, please break it down. <laughs> so For us um, taking notes over here, we are <laughs> investigating. So, um, there's people like myself who are licensed professional counselors, and we are what you would call your everyday therapist, right? So we, you're going to come to us, and you're going to sit on our couch for 50 minutes, and you're going to talk to us about what's going on. We're going to assess you, and we're going to either give you a diagnosis or not, um, and then we will formulate a treatment plan for you, and then we'll go from there. So again, therapy is not just you're talking to a friend. We actually have things we have to do um, in our treatment. So we actually have to assess you and come up with a treatment plan. And then you also have social workers who are um, advocates in the community and are good at assessment and are good at navigating the system. And um, they can also be clinicians as well who have private practices. Um, then you have psychologists who mostly work with testing. So let's say you have a child who has ADHD. Well, they would see a psychologist because they're going to do the test to determine that. 
Um, you have someone who has autism, they're going to do the test to determine that. Um, so that's a psychologist. And then a psychiatrist, their main um, goal is to assess you and provide you the medication that you need um, to minimize your symptoms because they are medical doctors. And so their main goal is to assess you and provide you with um, medical treatment. Okay. So. I hope y'all are listening. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was, that was a lot. It was. <laughs> but there are differences and that's why this podcast exists. Okay. Um, in, in its existence. So now, you know, we, we are all in the times of some of us are homeschooling um, during Miss Rona. Uh-huh. Um, and some are not. So I want to ask you, how do you think the families are coping with the stresses of having to do at-home learning? Oh, I can speak from experience. Ooh, it was it was rough. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it, it was rough. Uh, it, 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 um, yeah. And I, you know, my daughter is now back in in-person school. But, um, yeah, that virtual learning was not was not good. So um, <laughs> it, it was not it was not the business. <laughs> and I'm not my saying that back in school. Too. <laughs> and I'm not saying for anybody else that it's not good for you. But for my household, yes. no. But I don't think that. I think it's different. I think a lot of people are struggling to cope with it because there are so many variables, right? So I have to work or, you know, I don't have internet or there's just a bunch of different variables to at-home learning, right? And it was just thrown at us like, well, this is what you have to do, so figure it out. (laughs) And at this time. Yeah, and I think that was (laughs) was the, the most difficult piece for myself and my husband. My husband is an educator as well. And so when they went home and now you're he's teaching at home and she's trying to learn at home and I still have to work outside the home it doesn't balance. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you have your kids, you know, like I said, my, my daughter's nine. So she's in that preteen age where social is very important Mm -hmm. to her and I miss my friends and, you know, I just want to stay in my room because I don't have anybody to talk to. She's the only child (laughs) at at home. So it's kind of like, you know, everybody is stressing and it's not the teachers are stressing because how am I going to stay safe? And, you know, how am I going to give the same quality education? And it doesn't, I think what's most stressful is that no one side is understanding the other and nobody's giving anybody grace right now. So yeah. it's like we're we're battling against each other instead of supporting one another. And I think that's yeah. probably the biggest stressor for, for everybody right now. Definitely. Yeah, it, it, it seems like that's kind of the, the, the trend in society that it's not, it's not, um, uh, because I, for one, my, um, uh, my first grader still remote learning mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I- I'm going insane, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but there are reasons why he is remote learning. And I think that there's that lack of understanding and that lack of empathy mm-hmm. and humanness that, that we should be showing one another. My circumstances are different from yours, right? Mm-hmm. But and but and even though you're doing something different, I can understand that because you have a different set of circumstances. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think we're we're missing that in society t- today. Not just when we're talking about at home learning, but just in all just kinds in of general. different aspects. Right. Yeah. I'm working with a different. Uh, uh, I'm working with a different cake batter than you. Mm-hmm. I'm making yes. red velvet, and you're making chocolate. And so <laughs> right. we're, we're doing different Add a things. In it. Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> And and oh 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 boy over there has a peanut allergy so you know yep. like, but but I mean I think I think we're we're failing to grasp yeah. that 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 yeah. understanding that okay it there's not one right answer mm-hmm. there there isn't mm-hmm. 
and and there needs to be understanding about that. Right. And yeah. social media plays so much a big part in it. I mean, you go you get on social media, you know, I'm in several mom groups and several mm-hmm. counselor groups and I mean everybody's just battling and mm-hmm. you know putting up memes about why are you sending your kid to school? There's no reason. There's no excuse. There's no this. And there's, I'm like, you have no idea what people are going going through, through, you know? And then you have the teachers over here that are saying, well, don't criticize us and don't do this and don't do that. And y'all should be teaching at home anyway. Well, you know, we didn't go to school to teach. (laughs) I learned that real quick. (laughs) And this new math that y'all got going on, I can't. new math, extended math, extended form. I'm like, what? So I think everybody (laughs) just needs to have empathy. And I think that would help with everybody's mental health if we just all, you know, exude some understanding at this time. I mean, we're, we're, nobody, we don't, nobody knows what they're doing. Right. Yeah. We have no clue. We're we're making it up. (laughs) I'm like, she, she's got it. She's making it up. Okay. I got these five hours to try to figure it out. Uh, I'm, I'm not even going to play. I know I said I had a first grader, but I went ahead and g- let him graduate. So, <laughs> um, we're, we're having his graduation yeah. next weekend, and I'm just going to be done. <laughs> we're, just, we're, you know, we're all just making it up as we go along. Right, we so. really are. I applaud all the teachers <laughs> out there yes. because yes. I just I don't understand how to teach. And that was my biggest fear is, am I teaching him right? Mm-hmm. Is he going to pass? And I'm over here frustrated with him like, you are not writing this down right. right. If she can't read your answers, then it's wrong. <laughs> That's how we were taught. Yes. And, you know, applaud all the teachers and applaud all the parents, too, who are giving it, you know, the best that they can give it. I mean, it is what it is. It's hard for everybody. Right. Yes, definitely. So what advice would you give someone who is wanting to pursue a career that you have? Um, (laughs) This must be a favorite. Go for it. (laughs) Do it. I would say that it is rewarding um, it is at times frustrating, um, like any other career, um, but it is rewarding to help people. And that is pretty much what the counseling field is about. And that's our number one priority is to help people um, through what they're going through. And so um, if you're thinking about a career in therapy or just mental health in general, um, there's a lot of school. I will say that. <laughs> but um, it, it is rewarding at the end. And you get to meet, you know, so many different people and you can use your um, degrees and platform for a variety of different things. Like I have 10 jobs. So, yes. <laughs> you know, I, yes. I, I do I do so many different things. And so you, you just have to get out there and make your own lane. Now, if you're getting into it for the money, don't do it. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get into it because you love people and you want to help people. <laughs> That is awesome. That is a beautiful message. And, you know, real quick before we close out, because I know that we're we're about to run out of time maybe, but I like the fact that you, or the point that you brought up a little while back, talking about um, you come from a Christian household and and you are are a Christian. And Mm so, you know, it's like you go to church and like, oh, I'm going through this and da-da-da. Oh, well, baby, I'll pray for you. (laughs) Or or just pray about it. Mm -hmm. Or just, you know, that kind of thing. And I think that you made a very good point about, well, 
you know, um, regardless of whatever your religion is or whatever, we have resources here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like that that old picture meme or whatever where the guy's out in the middle of the ocean and he's like, oh, Lord, please save me, save me, Lord, save me. And, like, a boat comes by and, like, hey, we'll help you. And the guy's like, nope, I'm waiting on God. I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. I'm waiting on God. He'll he'll save me. And then an airplane comes by hey, or a helicopter. Hey, we'll save you. Nope, waiting on God. And then the guy drowns. We have resources here that we need to utilize. And so in that same spirit, and I know some of y'all were driving while y'all were listening to this podcast, and I know you were doing other stuff. So right now I need y'all to get a pen and a paper so you can write this information down. (laughs) But Dr. Young, would you please uh, repeat what you said earlier about how our Amazonians can get in contact with you. Yeah, absolutely. So I am on all of social media, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, all that and Snapchat as well at TY uh, Mental Health Consulting. Um, and then my website is www.drdrtlyoung.com. Awesome. Sounds good. And we have not forgotten about you guys. Okay. Nope. Or maybe I have. <laughs> maybe. Well, we are based out of Texas. It's kind of getting a little chilly might be more chilly chillier elsewhere so we would like to send you on a first first i cannot talk flourish. today first <laughs> <laughs> on a first pass flight oh to bora bora <gasps> we're going to bora bora and we're going to throw in a new face mask that says be quiet uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's for my mental health be quiet. yes <laughs> And if you don't know where or what Bora Bora is, it's a nice place with nice deep blue sea waters. Yay! You're getting too excited. Oh, man. Really? No Bora Bora. No Bora Bora. But before we give our giveaway Amazonians to you guys with the Amazonian phrase, we have our giveaway first to our Yes, Dr. Young. She is also a mom, of course. We've been talking about this whole time. (laughs) Yep. So she gets something a little bit, something, something. Yay. Tell me something good. Uh Uh-oh. There goes the song. There it is. There's the song. (laughs) She gets something, too, from the Moms Need Love 2 project. Yep. Um. Now I'm going to turn around and make a whole bunch of noise. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's rummaging. (laughs) Yay! Y'all can't see, but she just presented her (laughs) with all kinds of goodies. It's a goodie bag. (laughs) Yay! She has an in-depth goodie bag with the Amazonian tumbler. Yay! We official. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Y'all are official. These are nice. <laughs> and she has a little, what we're doing with our drives um, is that we have a little bitty note that says Moms Need Love Too. Mm-hmm. And inside that note is a nice little Hershey kiss because we can't, you know, that's that's all we can do. Right. right? <laughs> it's, social, it's a social distance yes. kiss. There it is. And Fabulous. we want you to not let anybody steal your kiss. So what you have is for you. <laughs> For you. Oh, no one only else. for you. Oh, that's going to be hard. And we Uh-oh. know you have a, a, a crumb snatcher. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and your kiddo, kiddo may be trying to um, steal some of your other goodies, but you might just have to 
I don't know if you can hide it, take it to work with you to look hide through it. it. Like, but you enjoy it. Thank but you know you what? So here, much. here I'm about to be deep. Okay, so um, <laughs> we're deep. presenting this gift to Dr. Young because Dr. Young has done so much for so many people, including our Amazonian listeners, with just the information that you provided today. But that should be a signal or a message to our listeners out there. It doesn't matter whatever stage you're in, whether you are a janitor, whether you are a doctor, whether you are uh, whoever. Everyone needs to take care of their mental health. Everyone needs a break sometimes. Everyone needs to feel a little appreciated. And so, Dr. Young, I hope that the goodies in your goodie bag help you to feel appreciated and um loved for the empathy and for the love that you show not just your family but your clients as well as the love that you've shown our listeners today thank you so much appreciate it i was about it. to break out a song but i waited to see no see mute button who's running the board right right i run the board <laughs> see now i'm thinking of another song <laughs> It would have been by Beyonce. Okay. So, Amazonians, the Amazonian phrase for this week is mental check-in. Yes. All right. You must be a subscriber mm -hmm. to Twitter, Facebook. 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 There's no end. Who's big way? Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and what we are giving away. Oh. Had to put my mood back on. There it is. Okay. Uh, we are giving away a tartan and twine. Is that, that English? Right? Wait. Tartan, tartan and twine. Yes. Okay. I'll write it right this time, too. <laughs> it is a bag. And the reason why we are giving a bag away, it's a nice little bag with roses on it. Mm -hmm. The reason why we are giving a bag away this time is because we all have baggage. Yep. We all have baggage, and we need to learn to open that baggage up and deal with some of the things that are in the bag. Yep. So. Because some of those clothes don't fit no more. Well, I get, well that's depressing. Okay. You said some of the clothes don't fit no more. Because they don't, because you've gotten smaller or you've gotten healthier. Oh, okay. Well, yes, let's look at it that way. See? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> 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 yes. So, like we said. You have to rewind if you missed a phrase because I'm not saying it again. Yep. And so, Violet Cruz. <laughs> well, I thank you, Winta. <laughs> so, of course, you guys follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, at our handle Amazonian Talk, as well as make sure that you, if you missed, uh, uh, if you missed any part of this podcast or if you want to check out any of our other podcasts, you can check us out at Podbean, Podbean. or <laughs> soon to come on your favorite podcast outlets. But check Podbean first. Thank you very much. And um, also make sure that you reach out to us, guys. Uh, you can contact us at our email address, which is listen at amazoniantalk.com we love hearing from you guys we love your feedback we want to get to know you guys just like you get to know us every week so make sure that you reach out to us as, not just to get free stuff but to talk to yes. us too <laughs> alright 
So again, we want to thank Dr. Young for being yes, with us today. You, you have been me. absolutely fantabulous. <laughs> so um, Amazonians, make sure that you join us next week for our next episode, which is Get a Grip. Yes, get a get grip. Get a grip. Get we are not grip. and we do not respond to being called bitches. At all. Yep. There it is. Boom. Bing. Can't up. drop the mic because it's hanging on the boom arm. And so, uh, okay. <laughs> now, I know that I'm going I'm going to take it from winter this week. I know that we normally have our PSAs. And so, I'm going to keep it professional. Professional. And so, just make sure. Boo. Okay. Anyway, just make sure. You guys, the overarching theme from this episode is it's okay to not be okay. You can get help. You can talk to someone. There are resources out there. So again, it is okay to not be okay. Do not be ashamed of that. All right? All right. Until next time, Amazonians, we will talk to you later. Bye.